So what's up? I have been watching so much My Little Pony. <laughs> Just been catching up for the final season? Oh, absolutely. Like, because uh, I, I, I have a friend that worked on, like, season seven? Is it a mutual uh, friend of ours? I think so. Are you, are you uh, but, allowed to share? Uh, I'll pass on sharing for right now. That's fair. Um, but, like, God, I forgot how good that show was. <laughs> I The last like, episode I remember watching was Power Ponies, which I think was season four? Sounds about right. I had fallen off uh, right after the premiere of season five. Mm-hmm. Um, so I pretty much started catching up from there, and God, I may have cried once per episode. Sometimes it just happens. It's a good show. It is. It is a shame what happened to that show's like yeah. public. The like... thing is that every Gage, I think you are the one exception to this rule, which is that every person who ever self-described as a brony, or every man who ever self-described as a brony, is now either a trans woman or a neo-Nazi, and I think you are the one exception to that rule. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty glad I'm not a neo-Nazi. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty. I'm pretty glad too. <laughs> glad that didn't come to pass. Yeah, me too. Oof. Glad you're still with us. Ugh. But yeah, I think I've watched the movie like four times now. That is a good movie. I haven't seen. I, I've seen one of the songs for the movie, but I the last MLP movie. Oh, which I, song was it? Um. It was, like, one of the ones that the Pirates did. I can't remember the name of it, but, like, if you... I'm gonna look up the track list for the movie. It's Time to Be Awesome is what you're talking about. It's not Time to Be Awesome, I don't think. I think that was the only one that the Pirates were a part of. Hmm. Was it Time to Be Awesome? The the songs in the movie are We Got This Together, uh, I'm the Friend That You Need, Time to Be Awesome... Uh, one no, small yeah, okay. thing. It, it is. It is time to be awesome. That song rules, okay, and yeah. the bird lady is very good. It's is great. It's yeah. great. Good. Also, probably one of the best villain songs I've ever heard in that movie. Sung did... by Emil... Sung by one Emily Blunt. <laughs> nice. Hey, tomorrow's weed. Well, t- two days ago was Weed Day. When you're hearing this, I mean, I like Emily Blunt as an actor, not just as a no, weed I joke. Know, I know. Thank I, you very much. I, I also like Emily Blunt as an actor. I was just doing a haha funny weed, which I'm sure she, I'm sure she loves hearing that joke all the time. Oh, absolutely. I'm just four years. I'm just four, well. I didn't know what weed was at four years old. I'm just like, hmm, uh, like fourteen years old. Maybe you didn't, but us cool babies. <laughs> you I didn't know what a weed was. <laughs> Yeah, I, a weed, that's a dandelion. My school had, like, D.A.R.E. programs and everything. Yeah, so. my yeah my school didn't, but, um, my, my school didn't, and also there was, there were students who would come to school high regularly, as I'm sure there were for most <laughs> classes. Oh, yeah. For most, for most schools. But the thing is that uh, one day a group of seven of them got caught, and they were literally immortalized in the senior yearbook that year. <laughs> Very nice. For getting busted by the... I still have my senior yearbook where that was, where that photo was taken, where they were busted by the security guard, Bob. So, one of those, I think, what... God, what was it? I think um, the McElroys made a joke about this, but I can't can't remember. My school actually had one of those... uh, I forget if it was the McElroys or, like, a comedian, but my school actually ended up having one of those... um, 
like assemblies where like a bunch of people came in like hey kids uh don't do drugs because if you can't if you do drugs you can't do this and then like two of them would rip would rip a phone book in half (laughs) and the other two would inflate hot water bottles using their mouths I just remember. I just always remember the one that they talk about where uh, Austin St. John, the Red Power Ranger, tried to do a backflip off the stage and fucking beefed it. <laughs> oh man! But like, I did, hear, did, I did, hear. Wait, is Austin St. John the one who went into porn, or was that another Power Ranger I'm thinking of? That was probably one of them. I'm sure. Oh, uh, who who can say? Who can say? No, I'm not... Okay, he is not the one... I don't think he did porn. I'm thinking of a different... That might just be, like, an urban legend. That might just be, like, a Marilyn Manson removing di- removing ribs to suck on dick kind of thing. <laughs> <sighs> did you see that Power Rangers movie last year? Uh, I did... That was... I, I don't know... Th- I think that was 2017. And yes, I have seen it. It's actually pretty good. Okay, that, does, that doesn't surprise me. Neither of those statements actually surprise me. The fact that you... That seems like an extremely movie that would be right up your alley, from what I've known of you, in the in the literal decade that we have known each other. Not I literal, would actually... Not literal decade, but, like, I how long, how long... I've known you since I was, like, 16? Yeah, you were, like, in high school Yeah, I when was we like, first started interacting. We, we started interacting, like, maybe, like, a year into me being on Twitter, which I, I passed 10 years on Twitter recently... So we've known each other for nine years. Just about. Which is, I think, longer than I've known literally any of my other friends. Yeah. Nice. Good job. I'm the long friend. Yeah. Realistically, though, I'm the long friend because I'm six foot six. You want to get into this fucking episode, though, because we're six minutes in? (laughs) Absolutely. Cool. Music. Welcome to Fear Baiting, everyone. It's your number one... It's your number one guns made of chocolate podcast. It's your number one chocolate gun podcast. I'm Sarah, and... The... I'm Gage. And Gage is back. <laughs> Hello. It's so me. You're... This... Is this your first appearance on a non-Schlocktober episode? Because I know we had you on for... for uh... No, we had you on for Pet Cemetery, right? That's correct. Yes. The uh, first Pet Cemetery movie. Yes. Now that another one has come out, and it is apparently not... A hundred percent great, but that's neither here nor there. To be fair, the original was also... I like the original. I don't know that I would call it good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was that scene where the tiny coffin got knocked over. There is that scene where the tiny coffin did get knocked over. That, and also, you can, and also, I very much love that you can tell that the kid was like. Did, obviously, the child did not know what he was acting because he just like he just looks like a tiny Michigan. He just looks like a human Michigan J frog, just like kind of going around. <laughs> hello, my Mary. Yeah. Hello, my mother. Hello, my scalpel in the ankle. But yeah, so this is this is my 
third time being on this this here podcast welcome th- we watched Patrick. a movie well we hold on hold on we have to talk about oh, upcoming, yep. we have to talk oh, about right, upcoming right, right, horror right, right. Upcominghorrormovies.com. Yep. You were you while we were watching the movie, you were talking about the trailer for the new Chucky. Yes, the new Child's Play movie, and I'm genuinely very excited for this because a they got Mark Hamill on for Chucky, which I just you know Mark Hamill's great. We all love Mark mm-hmm. Hamill here. Um, yeah, and uh, also the direction that they're taking Chucky, I think they modernized it in a really smart way, which is like basically more or less like a quote-unquote smart toy like it's a very internet of things movie and as we have been seeing within the last like five or so years we have seen these this these these stories of like the internet of things turning on people obviously not in like a murderous way but like you know hey the server that lo- that like controls the locks to my house shut down so now i can't get into my home and such hey and a such. ghost invaded my skype call yeah exactly ghost invaded my skype call and killed all and made my and made my fat friend stick his hand in a blender <laughs> that's what the, that's what that um that's what that uh oh my god fuck if i'd had that joke if i'd had that that song that if i had either that song or that band name at the ready that would have been very funny but i cannot remember the name of either everclear that's my favorite everclear song <laughs> you, you know the one if, if that Stick if that wasn't the right hand in a blender <laughs> watch it spin around to a beautiful oblivion <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm very, I'm genuinely very excited. I think it's a fun way to take that movie. Like it still looks like the, like some really fun deaths, which is what I go to those Mm -hmm. movies for. Like, I'm very excited. And this is also going to spur me to watch because I've only seen the original and I haven't seen any of the sequels, which I am going to remedy Mm -hmm. between now and the time that movie comes out. And we've got a pretty stacked summer as far as horror movies go. Cause we've got, we've got child's play. We've got midsummer. We've got, um, Oh, there was a there's a third one coming out this summer that I'm really excited about that I cannot remember off the dome. I'm gonna look it up real quick because I ha- I had it written down somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just oh yeah, genuinely... scary, st- oh. scary stories to tell in the dark too is coming oh, out yeah. this summer. And oh, and yeah. this September we get it part two. Oh, or chapter two. Fuck or whatever. yes. I'm really excited. Yeah. I, I liked the first. I I need to rewatch the first it because that was a really good movie. It was super good. I'm just genuinely surprised that they're rebooting the Child's Play series at all, because, like, that's one of those movie series that has been just, like, God bless them, they've kept the exact same continuity for, like, 30 years now. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little bit It's odd. kind of impressive, actually. Yeah. Like, like and in... they're still gonna go with it. Like, they're it's... still gonna release movies and and uh content in the same timeline yeah just now there's a reboot i guess one of the strongest continuity one like it's it's an extremely strong continuity in the horror franchise genre which is not normally a thing where you find continuity especially not in the movie about the murderous doll another movie where you would not expect another movie franchise where you not would not would not expect to find as much continuity as there is final destination that franchise cut that franchise is like just goes in a circle and it's like it does not betray its own fiction at any point, except to introduce new rules, which are followed, I guess, by the last movie. It's like the antithesis of, like, Halloween, Hall- which has had at least three timelines at this point. Well, the thing about Halloween is that, like, on, on oh, God, and I, I know, um, I know my girlfriend's roommate is listening to this, and she is, like, the biggest Halloween fan, and I'm going to get this wrong, but, um, she, uh, she's explaining to me that, like, Twice now, the the Halloween franchise has said, 
just fucking forget all the movies that came before it. It's just the one, the first movie and the second movie and this one. Because I think Halloween, uh, the twentieth anniversary, the one with um, H two O, yeah, yes, that one was just like, hey, uh, everything in uh, like Halloween's Halloween's three through six did not happen. We're starting fresh here at seven. And then Halloween, the 40th anniversary, uh, was just did that as well. It was like, hey, first movie, second movie, all that counts. Uh, everything else, fuck it. Forget not, it. Not even the second movie, actually, I don't think. I think it was just a sequel to the first one. I, I'm not exactly sure about that, because in the first Halloween movie, you don't know, we don't know that, that um, Laurie Strode is related to Michael Myers. We is don't... she related to Michael Myers in the new one? I think Is that even so. brought up? I... I... I don't remember. It's been. I haven't seen that movie since I saw it in theaters, and I couldn't tell you off the dome. I have to rewatch that movie sometime soon. Mm. But anyways, I'm very excited for the new Child's Play. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the new. So, I'm really excited for it. Chapter two. I'm more excited. Uh, and there hasn't been a whole lot of information on it. Chapter two outside of they've they have thus far announced the uh, all of the actors playing the adult characters, and I think there was like a. Uh, convention panel with like all of the adult actors and all of the kid actors on stage together. Ah, um, was Dane which is cool. was Dane DeHaan and uh, is Dane DeHaan among that cast? No, Damn but Fuck, James call, McAvoy is. My called shot from like two years ago that like the I can't even remember the character's name. Um, Bill maybe the 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 black haired like. The one... I could see I could see Dane DeHaan playing that character. Yeah, I, but I, I called don't that sh- I called think... that shot, but it's not Dane DeHaan. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sad. I don't think Dane DeHaan looks old enough, and I don't think uh, because Amazing Spider-Man Two did not do his career any favors. <laughs> what? Who did he play in Amazing Spider-Man Two? Harry Osborn slash the Green Goblin. Oh, I forgot about that. He also was. Yeah. In, he also was in a what was it? A Cure for Wellness. Was that movie any good? I don't. No. Yeah, I was feel that like... one of the ones that wasn't that was kind of I don't I don't remember. Um, all I know is that he was in some Spielberg movie. Yeah, I want to say the one about the Lincoln. City, Valerian, the city of a thousand plant. The city of a. Oh, he. Oh God, he was in that one too. Okay, we're not thinking about the same movie. I, I don't know the Spielberg no. movie he was in. That no, that I think was, it was that Lincoln. Was, um, that was Luke Besson, wasn't it? The guy who did Fifth Element. Uh, Valerian was. Luke Bassan, yeah. Okay, good. I okay. Anyways, we are way off topic. You want to get onto the fucking Shutter Island? Uh, yeah. So let's I would hop, actually let's hop, let's hop on a boat and sail on over to Shutter Island. Okay, so to to, to preface this, uh, quick 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 discussion that is relevant to the movie that we're watching. Sure. Um, right off the bat, the trope about creepy asylums sucks. Yes. And also, this is a back to this is a back to back for us of movies where it was all inside the head of one person, to an extent. Yeah, to I an mean, extent. I mean, like not as much as Identity was, mm-hmm. but um, still, still similar, still similarly that. Mm-hmm. I think this movie kind of gets away with the whole. Uh creepy asylum thing by virtue of them kind of acknowledging it that like yeah you know what in the 50s the state of the psychiatric field was maybe not great and they maybe didn't treat patients well and the main doctor that we spend the most time with ben's kingsley's character which by the way we've got a lot of like big fucking names in this movie it's yeah. a scorsese film motherfuckers yeah this um, like let me just run let me just run down the cla- let me just run down the cast real quick Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio, Mark Ruffalo, Ben Kingsley, Michelle Williams, Emily Mortimer, Patricia Clarkson, Max von Sydow, and also uh, uh, 
a bit of a cameo, Jackie I O'Haley. guess, from Jackie O'Haley. Mm-hmm. Fre- yeah, fresh Max- off, fresh off of his, uh, fresh off of his tenure as Freddy. Your your boy can't think of Max von Sydow without thinking of the Judge Dredd movie from 1995. Anyways, uh, so the main char- the main doctor we spend the most time with, Ben Kingsley's character, is genuinely compassionate for all of the patients, which you know. In terms of, like, movies that do the whole creepy asylum thing is kind of a nice change of pace. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this movie um, this I, movie kind of gets a pass on that just a little bit, at I, least for me. I misspoke, by the way. Uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake came out after Shutter Island. He was fresh off I, of his role as Rorschach. I wasn't going to call you out on it, but yeah. I, I wanted to look it up. I was just, I was, I was, I was just going to let that one hang there and let someone else correct you on Twitter later. I knew it was around the same time. <laughs> yeah. But, um, man, Jackie Earl Haley just took 13 years off of acting. He was in Maniac Cop 3 and then in, in 1993, and then he took 13 years off of acting until he was in All the King's Men. Sometimes you just need to take a break. Yeah. And honestly, it worked out for him, because he's been in some good shit. He was in this. He was... he Okay. So Watchmen is obviously a point of contention, and so as and even more so the character of Rorschach. He was great in Watchmen. Honestly. I think, yeah, I think, I, I think, no matter what side of that argument you come down on, I think, I think we can both agree. I think we can all kind of agree that Jackie Earl Haley was like a bright spot in that movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I genuinely like Watchmen, honestly. But like, yeah, I, I think, in, I can say that like, just objectively, he did a great job. So, Shutter Island. Yes. Uh, basic plot setup. There's an island yep. called Shutter Island. Mm-hmm. Oh, here comes a boat. Who's on it? Leo DiCaprio and Mark Ruffalo. But it's not Leo DiCaprio and Mark Ruffalo. It's Ted Daniels and Chuck last name. Chuck Owle. Owle. A U L E. I don't. I don't actually know how to pronounce that. Chuckle. 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 Wait, is his name just Chuckle? <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Wait, is his, Anyways, name, is, is his name just Chuckle? His name... It's... It's it's Teddy Daniels and his good pal Chuckles. <laughs> no, Chuckle. Singular. You get one. <laughs> just one. That's my secret cap. I'm always Chuckle. <laughs> but, um, they arrive on this island to investigate the, disappe- the recent disappearance of, uh, patient Rachel Solando. Which is a real name... Yeah, very, very real name. (laughs) Like, like, Solando just sounds like, like, that just sounds like you got, someone was like, hey, kid, what's your last, what's your name? Rachel, so, Solano, like, like, it's Rachel, then you look at, like, the new R&B album, and you're like, you you look at, like, the number one R&B album that's just, like, in the background, and, like, some music store, and you're like, Rachel Solange, Solando. Solando sounds like a fancy sports car. It does. Um, but like, it's just a name that they was that they kind of like they managed to make other names here work to, for the anagrams. Well, they managed a to make bit. Edward Daniels work because that just sounds like a that just sounds like a name. But like Solando just sounds like I can't place that name. Well, it's there. There's a reason for it, and we'll get to that yeah. later. So they they show up on this island and they're like, "Yo, hey, we we U.S. Marshals and we're here to 
to to say to... I I I I gotta find I I I'm looking for mental patients in a major way. My wife is dead in a major way. <laughs> I wasn't going for the rap thing. I just genuinely forgot what I was going to say next, or if I had anything to say. Anyways. So they get there, and right off the bat, something's weird because there's, it's, it's this weird combination of everybody seems really on edge and armed to the teeth, but also nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Like it's this weird juxtaposition. Like they get there, and there's all these like armed guards, and they all got their guns at the ready, and they're and it's... giving them the stink eye. Should we we should spoil the twist up front, right? Because people probably already know it. Uh, I mean, I, I I just feel like I wanted to save it, but yeah, we can go ahead and spoil I, it. Right I just kind of I kind of want to talk about this movie in the con because this is my this is my second time watching this movie. And this is your like, not, this is also not your first time watching this movie, and I I I, I think this movie generally like I I don't like Leonardo DiCaprio, but I like this movie, and I also like mm-hmm. I, I like some of the other movies. I like some movies Leonardo DiCaprio has been in. I just I don't like Leonardo DiCaprio. And I'm really not entirely sure why. I think it's because of some of the movies he was in and, like, the people who like those movies. Right, like, yeah. Like, just because, like, every, like, I, I feel like every, like, cis male, like, cis white straight male film bro I met in college loved Inception, loved The Departed, and loved Shutter Island. And, like, I love I love Inception and I really like Shutter Island, but, like... Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like one of those it's like one of those dudes who it's like one of those like straight cis white film dudes who is like oh yeah I love the Godfather I love Scarface alright I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna correct you on one thing Sarah it's pronounced the departed the departed the departed the departed you gotta see the departed okay well I, I you're allowed to do, you're allowed to do that actually because you're from Boston but uh, I think uh, I think I'm not allowed to <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, speaking of which, Shutter Island takes place in uh, the you know the place that all good horror movies take place in New England. Yeah, New England. All is the a best good horror, horror movies take place in horror. All all the best horror movies take place in New England. Is this true? Well, New is England. Is it the best I, or is it the most? <laughs> probably more the most. New England. <laughs> New England has a very very tight knit. Uh, relationship with uh, great American horror um, considering you know uh, the prevalence of like the works of like Stephen King and for better or worse H.P. Lovecraft yeah yeah and you cut out for a second but I'm sure you said Stephen King in there yeah I said Stephen King first and then I said for better or worse H.P. Lovecraft yeah H.P. look up what my look up what his cat is named Lovecraft yeah HP, I have a series of graphic novels and animated movies about me as a child going on adventures with Babby Kafuwu. Lovecraft. Okay. That's a real thing. Go go look up go look up the Howard Lovecraft trilogy. It's fucking nuts. Is it like is it like some James Bond Jr. bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much exactly what it is. <laughs> They're not even that bad. It's just kind of weird to watch because yeah. they take some of the like racist elements of the stories, but don't like examine them as racist elements. Yeah. Like, okay. Brief tangent. There is a point in the second Howard Lovecraft movie 
where Dr. Armitage, played by Mark Hamill, uh, tells Babby, Babby Lovecraft um, that he, who has been cursed with, like, a, a uh, who has been cursed with, like, a spell that's going to turn, turn him into a fishman, that he has the Innsmouth look, which, if you've read and analyzed the story, uh, The Shadow Over Innsmouth, you know is just a, uh, (laughs) it was a phrase coined by the narrator to describe how the, the, the people who were going to turn into fish monsters looked like they were multi-ethnic, but he couldn't place what the other ethnic that wasn't white was. Oh, so the other, so the, they the used other the ethnic, phrase the, the, other ethnic, look. the other ethnicity was fish. The other ethnicity was fish. Okay, but <laughs> that whole story is like um, race mixing is bad, basically. Yeah, the it's thing, not great. Yeah, the thing is that my first reference point for for like eldritch horror genuinely was Bloodborne. So like I know Lovecraft. That's a was... much better place to start with Eldritch Horror. Trust I know, me. I, I know I know Lovecraft is the forefather of that, but like you say, Fishing Hamlet, and I think like I think like the Fishing Hamlet from Bloodborne, and not the Fishing Hamlet from like The Shadow Over Innsmouth, which was a really good area in that game. Yeah, that area is really good. That area is really fucking good. So, anyways, Shutter Island. Shutter Island. So they get to they get to the island, the Shutter Island. Yes. And they meet up with old Benny Kings. Yep. And old Benny Kings is like, yo, uh... This woman, this, li- this woman poofed on us. She evaporated through the walls, which the idea of a person evaporating has always been really funny to me. <laughs> like, just the concept. Uh, Mr. Stark. Just like, yeah, this person evaporated. Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. <laughs> no, not that! That's what happened! They evaporated! <laughs> no! Well, I guess... Well, now be- I'm sad. They became dust. I was going to say they sublimated, but they did not become gaseous. They just became fragmented. <laughs> Is that the right word for something going from straight from a solid to a gas? I don't know. I think that, well, no, huh? you know what? I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. But so, so Shutter Island, they're, the... look- they're looking all over for the girl. You had cut off, but did you actually uh, go through the spoiler of the movie? Oh, um, no. The spoiler of the movie is that oh. Leonardo DiCaprio is a patient on Shutter Island. Oh, did I lose you again? No, I can I can still hear you. Oh, okay. Um, uh, the yeah the spoiler of, the spoiler of Shutter Island is that is that um Leonardo DiCaprio is a patient on Shutter Island, and he his name is an anagram. Edward to Daniels is an anagram for Andrew Latus who is the man who he is looking for, who he thought killed his wife. And this is almost an extremely elaborate role play that Dr. Ben Kingsley has set up. Right. And there's, like, like the the stories of, like, all the characters where, like, um, uh, Edward, uh, Teddy Daniels says that, like, uh, oh, yeah, Edward Latus burned down the apartment, killed my wife, and then, like, Rachel, uh, Rachel Solando... Uh, her husband was a war vet who died uh, on the beaches of Normandy and she drowned her kids and she uh, thinks they're still alive and she's constructed like it's all kind of like taking from like what Andrew Latus like this is what Andrew Latus actually believes Um, where 
yes, the apartment that they were in did burn down, but it wasn't Andrew Latus that did it. It was his wife, whose name is Dolores Chanel. Which is an anagram of Rachel Solando. Right. Well, technically, Rachel Solando is, is an, an anagram, anagram of Dolores Chanel, where yeah. he took the first name of his daughter and then used the leftover letters to make the last name. Um, so that happened. Yeah. Um, he was a war vet. And yeah. there's this whole so there's this whole thing that they go over about how he was at Dachau when they opened up the gates and they killed a that shitload happened. of Nazis there. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. It's a, like a ten second sequence. Yeah, there was like a ten second uninterrupted sequence of a lot of Nazis getting shot, and it rules. And I <laughs> just like, I just like, I just it goes on so long that it's almost comical to me. Like I was just like. This just, they have to stop. They're just like, this is just, I mean, I'm not like seeing that I'm not enjoying seeing Nazis get shot, but just like, they're just, this this shot is just going on so long, but just like, nope, keeps going, keeps going. Mm-hmm. So the, and then like, uh, Dolores did kill her children, like they say Rachel Solando did, and did um, kind of start to have the whole like, uh, we can pretend they're still alive sort of thing, but didn't actually get that far because Andrew Latus did shoot her. Um, and Andrew Latus did kill Dolores Chanel, but Ted Daniels is Andrew Latus. Yeah. And did kill her. And he's the one who constructed the elaborate fantasy where not instead of like his family still being alive, um, he is on Shutter Island investigating this massive conspiracy and he is blameless for everything that's happened in his life yeah essentially he's never done anything wrong uh andrew latest did nothing wrong yeah but so let's back up because they get to the island they're like where the fuck is rachel solando and the doctors and dr 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 ben dr benny kings dr ben kings is like fucking i don't know Uh, you find her that's your job ain't it yeah, and so they they do their job. They go out. They look around. A bunch of the guards are just kind of sitting there throwing rocks in the water. Yeah, and um, they, they interview some of the patients, and there's a really good scene to me. Well, they let Qu- they, it was very nice of them to let Quentin Tarantino direct a scene. <laughs> okay, so I think that's unfair. He only used each of those slurs once. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a they interview a patient who's just like. That you gotta fucking kill all the slurs and all the slur and all the slur and it was that I I was just kind of taken aback by it, even though I had definitely seen this movie before I just kind of forgot that that scene was in it but then there's a really good scene after that where they talk with a woman who is a patient there who seems to be like completely lu- who is pretty much completely lucid but she's just like yeah I mean it's the 1950s my husband beat the shit out of me and like just cheated on me non-stop and no one was gonna help me so i mean i kind of just took an axe to him and i'm just and like it's like that's reasonable it's reasonable right like yeah absolutely <laughs> she seems like an upstanding member of society yeah honestly i think she can go i think she's good to go she did not do she did not take anyone me she did not take the life of anyone meaningful <laughs> mrs kearns did nothing wrong mrs kearns did nothing wrong <laughs> But she does talk about something that, like, I think is actually a thing with um, people who have spent uh, any amount of time, like, incarcerated to any extent, where they're, they feel like they're better off staying incarcerated because the world has changed so much since they've been gone. Mm-hmm. 
since they've been gone, I can breathe for the first time. Yeah, it's just it's just like that move. <laughs> it's just like that in that scene in uh, in the Shawshank Redemption when Brooks hangs himself. Sure. You know, you know what I'm talking about. I I know what you're talking about. I just haven't seen the Shawshank Redemption yet. Oh, okay. That's but no, I know the I know the senior. It is actually kind of surprising the movies I haven't seen. Yeah, that's I don't seen... generally watch a lot of dramas, honestly. That's fair. There's it's so much. There's few. so much drama in our day to day life. Why, why why invite more of it into our? Exactly. Well, this is, is why I exclusively watch comic book adaptations. The thing is that there's so much horror in my day to day life, but that is also the movie. That is also the movie genre that I've made a podcast around. There you go. Um. But yeah, I so, mean, what other what other movie series are you going to get such a good pun for a title out of? You've got a good point there. You really do. <clears throat> but um, so they do some more exploration, and um, they're just fucking running around. And what what is it that inspires uh, what is it that inspires Leo and Mark Ruffalo to go run off into the woods in the middle of a rainstorm? So what it was was um uh i think what it was is that so leo decaps over here yes um was under the impression that rachel solando is dead and they likely killed her and if they killed her and i think he thought someone else had been killed in the process um there was only one there was one place that would be a good place to hide the body. That'd so the they go off to the, yeah, the cemetery. Yeah. Um, and they end up in the mausoleum and Mark and... Ruffalo. And up to this point, like Mark Ruffalo has just basically been like, uh, a pay, uh, he's just very much like he, he is, he is actually, um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's psychiatrist, uh, in like mm-hmm. the real world of the movie. But um, he's playing his partner, and he is just, like, very much, like, not buying into it whatsoever. And he's just like, what about this makes any sense? No, this is not, this is not a coincidence. This is not a this. This is not a that. And he's, like, poking holes in the narrative. And it's very fun. It's, he, you, like, the first time you watch it, you think he's, like, on to something. And the second time you watch it, you're just like, oh, he's just not fucking ha- He just does not, like, have any faith <laughs> in this process. It's, it's. It's this is one of those movies where it's really great to watch when you act when you know the twist because you start to notice like all the little things they do to foreshadow it. Like I mentioned before how like everyone is on edge but also simultaneously doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like another good example of that is when they call in all of the like orderlies and the nurses and like everybody's just kind of like shifty-eyed looking at each other because um as they mention later on in the movie uh andrew latus is actually one of the more one of their more dangerous patients who yeah. does lash out pretty violently um when his uh the fantasy that he's constructed for himself is challenged which yeah um, we definitely see that because he definitely does beat the shit out of a prisoner that he runs into in in uh, ward block c oh yeah so yeah um, oh yeah also there are there are ward blocks a and b which are the men's and women's divisions and then there's ward block c where all the really scary patients go yeah, really scary patients, where which we may or may not have actually seen, because we'll get to the, the whole symbolism thing in a bit here. Yeah. Um, but the scene where they've got, like, all the orderlies and the nurses and everything, everyone's kind of, like, 
sort of like shifting nervously in their seats but then like they're also like cracking jokes and like laughing and just like this whole process is so absurd um and then some of my favorite things is uh whenever somebody mentions uh the actual name of uh mark ruffalo's character dr sheehan um you can see they get really nervous to talk about him because he's sitting right fucking there yeah and their eyes kind of like shift to him slightly um mrs kearns the lady who took an axe to her abusive husband also did that uh while simultaneously saying that he's not he's not hard on the eyes yeah <laughs> which you they cut back to him when she says that he's just like oh jeez. <laughs> Yeah, it's so, yeah, it's good. It's a very good movie to it's a very good movie for repeat watching. Yeah. I I think even yeah, I think even yeah, we're not at the ratings point yet obviously, but I even given my misgivings with Leo and uh this trope, um mm-hmm. good movie to me. Yeah. Um so they do all this ex- exploration. Mark Ruffalo is constantly poking holes in the whole fiction, yep. which is really funny to me cuz just like every second he's just like, "Hey, you know this is bullshit, right? Right? It, you you got you know this bullshit." Um another thing that I like that he does is how often he's asking Teddy Daniels if he's okay. Cuz like he's a psychiatrist. Of course he's going to ask how he's doing every so often. Yeah. Um and uh eventually they end up getting changed into like orderly's clothes and like the entire time like they're discussing just like something stinks about this this place is being funded by uh the what the house un-american activities commission which is which was the whole red scare thing where like they were locking people up for like even thinking communist thoughts Um, and I think the whole setup for it is that eventually what they put together is that they're experimenting on the patients of Shutter Island because they want to avoid people becoming socialists or communists. So they're making up reasons for people to go to this mental institution where they can lobotomize them. Yeah. Just like, just like the Nazis did with the people in their concentration camps. And just like Stalin did with the people in his gulags, Shutter Island is the American version, according to Leo. And he's got this big conspiracy theory. And he's, he's like, this goes all the way to the top. And then he finds mm. Rachel Solando. And then Rachel Solando shows up. And it's like, and she's like, I'm fine, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm act- I was actually a nurse the whole time. But then I found out about what was going on. And it's... It's all this stuff that confirms all of the worst things that Teddy Daniels has thought about Shutter Island since he got there. Like, oh, you have you've been smoking your own cigarettes, haven't you? You haven't taken any pills, have you? Yeah. Uh, so on and so forth, just playing into the whole like paranoia and the whole fantasy. And this is one of the more blatant examples of the film's use of symbolism, where um, the idea is that any scene where water is featured prominently is reality asserting itself and any scene where fire is featured prominently is the delusion asserting itself which um also came into play when he was in ward c and he was walking around because in ward c because one of the things that they kind of push is that ben kingsley's character genuinely cares for these patients he speaks out very vehemently 
that we cannot manually restrain the people in Wardsea because if that place floods, they will die. Yeah. Um, so when the, we get to Wardsea and, and Teddy's walking around and he's seeing all these people in their cells completely naked. Um, Dick all the way out. Digging into their own flesh, writing on the walls in their blood. You look at that and you think, there's no way that this can be the same place that's run by that guy who was concerned about the patients not being able to get out in the case of a flood. And then you think about the symbolism and how he's walking through that place lighting matches to mm -hmm. uh, kind of find his way. Those people might not even actually be there. Yeah. That might just be an entire hallucination. Again, playing into the paranoia and the fantasy. Yeah. It's, like I said, it's a really good thing to watch on repeat viewings when you know all this stuff. Because <laughs> you notice these things. I like this movie. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> um, but... So... Go on. Oh, I was just going to continue with the plot. Yeah, you go ahead. Okay, so he finds Rachel Solando. Uh, he spends the night in the cave where he finds her. She's just like, you got to get out of here. I move in the daylight and stay in a new place every night, which seems counterintuitive. Yeah. Um, because you would think that the daylight would be way easier for people to spot you, but mm -hmm. hey, go figure. Yeah. Um, and he heads back into the main facility uh, where he asks about his partner. And uh, old Benny Kings is like, Oh, you're you you came here alone. You didn't have a partner. We should also we should also mention that partway through the movie, um, they say that they found Rachel Solando, and he meets up with her, and it's it's the version of Rachel Solando they've told him is like you know she killed her children, her husband's dead. She pretended that she thinks everybody's like milkmen and delivery men and stuff like that. And then the version that Rachel of Rachel he meets later is the one that kind of confirms all of his paranoia about Shutter Island. Yeah. Um, so he goes back and they're like, you didn't have a partner. You came here alone. Um, and at this point, he's like super paranoid. And he's like, okay, I got to get to the lighthouse because the lighthouse is where they're doing all these uh, horrible experiments on the patients. Yeah. Uh, so he totally just fucking dunks on this guard outside the lighthouse yeah, and steals he, his gun. Yeah, he just fucking conks him. <laughs> yeah, that guard's not getting up anytime soon. Yeah, but then he goes into the lighthouse and he busts down the door and I think, like, if the Oscars gave an award to best line of the year, I don't know what movie could have put this in contention. Because what does, what does, what does he say? What does Benny say here? Why you all wet, baby? <laughs> totally straight faced. Totally straight delivered. Faced, perfect pitch, perfect delivery. Oh, it just mwah, love it. Mwah. Delicious. Yeah, it's great. Um, uh, but then he and, explains everything that has yeah, been happening. This is where the whole situation unravels. He explains the rule of four, which is the four names: uh, Edward Daniels, Andrew Latus, Dolores Chanel, and Rachel Solando. Um, he explains that Teddy Daniels is Andrew Latus and is the 67th patient at Ashcliff. That uh, uh, Chuckle over here is the unfortunately named Lester Sheehan. Um, he explains everything that Andrew's been through, which I won't go over that again because I've already explained it. Um, and this whole time, 
poor, poor Teddy is having his entire worldview challenged. Yeah. He goes for the gun that he had at the beginning of the movie that's laying on the desk. He's, like, threatening people with it. He, he fires bla- off a few... Sh- yeah, he, he blasts, blasts Benny Kings. through the shoulder. And then he looks back at him and he's, like, completely fine. And then he takes apart the gun because it's made of chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, snaps it in twain. Yeah. Um... And then he, uh, fucking, like, the whole, the whole plot is just laid out for him. And then we get a flashback of Mark, or, I keep wanting to say Mark Ruffalo. No, Leonardo DiCaprio. We get a flashback of Leonardo DiCaprio coming home to his wife, like, being soaked. And he's like, baby, why are you all wet? And that struck me as weird because, like, that's not the, I would have expected the line that, um, that Leo said there to be identical to the line that Ben Kingsley said to him, but baby was at the start of one of their lines and it was baby was at the end of one of the other lines. Oh, the words are there. The words are there. I'm just surprised. I think he actually says, why are you all wet baby? When he hallucinates her walking into the, the, uh, like the, the bunk room earlier in the movie. Yes. You're right. You're right. In the middle of the storm. I think, I think so. I I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, um, so all the words are there. He has probably used this that exact line in the exact way that it is uh, used by old Betty Kings. Yeah. Um, at least once, but in the flashback, yes, it is. Baby, why are you all wet? Baby. 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 So basically. Diagnosis is baby. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, Leo finds that his uh, Leo having one of the, probably well, probably the worst day that anyone has ever had. Oh, uh, it's 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 a real stinker. Yeah, uh, he finds all three of his children dead, floating in the pond. Like we said, that his like we said, uh, uh, Dolores was the wife of of Teddy Daniels, and she killed her kids, and then he killed her, and then what? How does the movie ends with him like? just falling back into the into the shtick, into the whole shtick and then it just kind of, he goes off to get lobotomized and it ends right possibly i'm not so here's the thing i'm not skipping anything there i don't think um i mean he collapses onto the floor um he wakes up he it seems like he's lucid he knows what he did um and then we uh cut to him sitting on the steps outside of ashcliff and he starts talking he calls uh dr sheehan chuck um his partner's name says we gotta get off this island we gotta get back tell the marshals what's going on here um and it seems like he's lapsed back into the delusion but here's the thing so shutter island is based on i want to say it's either i want to say it's a novel of the same name in the novel the ending was incredibly ambiguous as to whether or not he actually lapsed back into the into the delusion the movie is not quite as ambiguous and seems to just outright say he lapsed back and goes to lobotomy no it actually more implies that he is choosing to become lobotomized um entirely by the line do you think it's better to live as a monster or die as a good man uh he can't live with the fact that he killed his wife so he figures if he gets lobotomized, he doesn't have to. Yeah, you either you either die you either die here or live long enough long enough to see yourself become the villain. He, yeah, he's Two Face. He's Two Face, and that's the movie. 
That's the movie. The movie's Two Face. The movie is Two Face. The movie uh, is Baby. Yeah. Uh, on a scale of, uh, what are we gonna say? On a scale of zero to five chocolate guns, uh, how many chocolate guns you give in this thing? I mean, I would definitely give it five chocolate guns personally. I'm gonna dr- I'm gonna give it a four just because, like I said, I just have a thing against Leo. I don't know. I, I I've, already, I've already gone into detail about that. I. And but like I do enjoy this movie. I think it's fun, and I'm gonna probably watch it again sometime this year. Yeah, it's 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 like I said. Um, you know, there's a lot of things about it that like when you watch it the first time, you can just sort of like accept as like, oh, it's weird comp- conspiracy stuff. Like especially the soundtrack. Yeah. Like the soundtrack. The soundtrack is great, but the soundtrack is even better when you consider the twist in the movie. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, of course, the soundtrack's not gonna gonna make sense in this case. Because what we're seeing isn't technically real. Yeah, the soundtrack is more about what's going on with Teddy than what's actually going on with the actual events in the movie. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But let's go ahead and just work with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think we have any questions this week. So do you want to get into recommendations? Um, yes. I'm trying to remember what I was going to recommend, so you go first. Um, shit, I don't remember what I was going to recommend either. Oh, no. What it watching? seems we're at an impasse. Um, I don't know. I, I've been watching the, uh, I've been watching the, uh, the, the, the reboot, I guess, of Fruits Basket. Um, I missed, I, I didn't watch yes. Fruits Basket the first time around. Um, and I'm watching this and I'm enjoying it a lot more, a lot more than I thought I would, too. Um, I... Mm-hmm wasn't really expecting to dig it too much but it's really cute and sweet and i like it it's fun. yeah um enjoy that while it lasts uh fruits basket gets heavy later on let me tell you um i uh watched through the entire original anime at um my lovely fiance natalie's uh suggestion uh-huh. um and then i read the manga because the the original anime was made while the manga was still going, so right, they had to make a up their own ending. Right, it was a 2003 situation. This is this is this is Fruits Basket Brotherhood. <laughs> this is Fruits Basket Brotherhood. Yes. So, and it wasn't even really an ending in the original anime. It was more of like, and the adventure continues, sort of thing. Yeah. Um. But uh, I also read the manga at the same time, and oh boy, uh, All right. that that series draws you in with the promise of fun animal shape-shifting shenanigans and then smacks you over the head with surprise everyone has depression i can't wait it's gonna it's gonna be great i mean listen Um, the first episode the first two episodes the first episode was already pretty heavy on like yeah this girl does this girl's mother this girl's mother is dead she lives in a tent and she Mm -hmm. she is a full-time straight-a student and also like has a job and then gets home every night at 10 goes to sleep wakes up and does the same shit again yeah just keep in mind this series is about 20 years old right now there's gonna be some kind of weird uncomfortable shit a little bit later hopefully they've Uh, changed that with the modernization i wouldn't really hold my breath personally but because you know sometimes anime be like that yeah sometimes sometimes anime do be like that uh for my recommendation uh unless you have something else did you have something else no that's it okay uh, for my recommendation, I'm going to recommend the Amazon Prime series The Tick, which I finished uh, watching all of recently. Um, it's super good, and I got really emotional at some points. And just overall, it's great. Like, if you've ever watched like any of like the Netflix Marvel mo- Marvel series, 
like uh, Daredevil and stuff like that. Imagine that, but the entire world has to bend around the fact that you have like this big hammy, um, uncompromisingly heroic character like the Tick, and it's it works way better than you think it would. Nice. Yeah, it's great, and I highly recommend it. And the character, the actor who plays the Tick, whose last name I can't pronounce for the life of me, but he was in Shaun of the Dead and the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, he is great as that character. He's definitely playing against type. Oh, Peter Serafinovich. Um, yeah, I never or know how to pronounce his last name. Or Serafinovich. Yeah, I think it's but he always play, he always plays like really kind of ornery, snooty British dudes. And here he is playing, like, the exact opposite of that, and it works really well. Yeah. Um, I listened to an episode of We Hate Movies uh, a couple weeks ago where they had Griffin Newman on, who plays Arthur on that show. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he just had some really fun stories about Peter Serafinowicz. Oh, man. I, you, you'll need to send me that episode, because I would love to hear that. Yeah, it was the episode they did about Shrek 2. Ah, okay. It'll be easy to find, then. Um, Gage, thank you so much for coming on the podcast again. It's always a treasure to have you on. It was great being on. Thanks for having me again. Yep. Uh, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me online on Twitter at sane underscore intolerant. Uh, I also do Twitch streams at uh, twitch.tv slash sane intolerant. And a lot of my more recent Twitch streams can be found on YouTube at youtube.com slash, you guessed it, sane intolerant. Excellent. Um, if you would like, we are fear baiting everywhere. Um, fear baiting on Twitter, Tumblr, Gmail, and also Patreon. If you would like to support the show, $1 a month gets you access to our shows early. $5 a month gets you a shout out on the show and, um, it lets you send a message into the show. 10 bucks a month gets you a shout out on the show and lets you make us watch a movie. So thank you very much to Sophie, Kit Spindler, Paul Bechtel, Michael Kaiser, Paul Moran, and Ducky Aisha. Thank you very much. We love you. Um, if you want to find me, I am check out my other podcasts. Uh, the Wonder Year, which is the fear baiting podcast I do with Blair and friend of the podcast Seda, and also Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, the Leftism Politics podcast. I can also be found uh, on Twitter at SunHatJania or on Snouts.online, which is the Mastodon uh, SunHatJania at Snouts.online. And lastly, thank you very much to uh, Seda for our intro outro music. Absolutely phenomenal. Check out their stuff at uh, people you check, they make music under the name People You Meet Outside of Bars. Check out their stuff at GayGothVibes.online. And also thank you to NoiseSpace.xyz for hosting this. We love you, Matt GameCube. Um, but that is all for this week's episode of Fear Bane. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, until next week, I'm Sarah. I'm Gage. And remember. You can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Good night, everyone.